Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey guys, hope you are having a wonderful day. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show where I welcome Stephanie Mintz. And Stephanie is a 
licensed marriage and family therapist and a strategic relationship consultant where she is sought after for her ability to help singles date smart. And through her unique strategies with actionable step-by-step guidelines, helps her clients have the best chance for a successful dating experience. And today, that's exactly what Stephanie and I talk about. Everything about dating, how to approach it, what to do if you're fed up with it, what to do if you're a bit nervous about dipping back in, and everything in between. I really enjoyed my conversation with Stephanie today. I know you guys will too. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by our online course, Spark My Relationship. Do you guys want to create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days? Yes. Sign me up. (laughs) Then you guys need to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. It is an online course, like I mentioned, that we created with over 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you guys the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. We talk about it on the show, relationships take work. Sometimes they function pretty easily and you coast along, but we've found the reality is, is you have to do work sometimes and to make them better, to change them so that they're more satisfying for both partners. And you've made it here. You've made it to listening to our show. So you guys probably already know that a little bit, but what you might not know are the specific tools and exercises that you need to create those lasting and positive improvements in your relationship. And like Chase said, change does not happen on its own. It takes hard work. And that's why we created the course. Spark One Relationship is designed to infuse your life and relationship with fresh passion, skills, and wisdom. And it's a self-paced journey that's perfect for turning up the heat, having some fun together, and revolutionizing your intimacy and communication. And just some tools and strategies that the course includes is to how to eliminate unhelpful old habits, develop mindful awareness to help improve your stress management, learn healthy and successful communication tools, create a deeper and more intimate bond, and strengthen your couple microculture, which you will find out what that is. Uh, in the future together. So for our listeners only, we're offering a special of $100 off the course. Visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to unlock your discount. And there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. So there really is no reason to not give it a try. So go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock for $100 off. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here to be able to help all of your listeners. And as we talked about in the pre-show, you're going to be helping me as well. I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited to talk to you about Dating Smart. And all of our guests help me. I love getting the information. But as I told you, I have not really been in the dating scene most of my adult life. I mean, I dated a little bit in college and then Sarah and I met our last year of college and and we're together for about 13 years. And we recently 
divorced. And as our listeners will know, our great friends and Sarah will like listening to this too, I'm sure, to, to, get, to get some... Um, Hi, Sarah. Yeah, to get some of this dating information. So today I gave the punchline at the start, but we're going to talk about dating. And, and I'm really excited to dive into this. And you help people date smarter. So what are some of the main things you see people doing wrong? And then we can talk about ways that we could do it better and do it smarter. Okay. Uh, great questions. Uh, so one of my strategies, the way I work is with strategies. So one of my strategies is actually called dating smart. And that leads to being able to set up a dating GPS is what I call it. So to start with what you said, what some of the things that I found um, of the difficulties when dating. There's more now um, a little bit because things have changed with online dating, also with COVID, how that came into the mix. So what I find is that people are, first of all, always it's been, um, jump into the physical too quickly. And I know it's fun. It's great. It's exciting. It's passionate. There's chemistry. You want to do that. I fully understand it. However, what happens oftentimes is that once you start um, opening the door for the physical, that becomes the excitement of seeing the person. So the next time you see them, you want to kiss them, you want to make out with them, you want to have sex with them. And all of a sudden, you're not paying as much attention to the person themselves and getting to know them on a deeper level, level because the hormones are kicking in and the excitement and the butterflies and, and that chemistry and that becomes sort of more at the forefront of your thoughts. And when we're dating, and if, if you are dating to look for long-term, and long-term can be long-term, it can be living together, it can be marriage. There's a lot of different ways that that can look, especially now. Um, it's different if somebody's just sort of looking to date and have shorter-term relationships or date around. But if somebody's looking for long-term, then my thoughts are you want to do your best that you can to find somebody you're truly going to match with. And I use that word truly because there's a lot that goes along with matching somebody. And I'm not saying that you have to be the same person and like everything, but there's a lot underneath. And I'm, I'm guessing maybe that your experience of being married and divorced, that you may understand that, that a lot comes up along the way to see what matches up and or doesn't. And when we add the physical piece in really quickly, we stop finding out that information. So that's one, one area that I do find gets um, creates a problem. I want to ask you about expectations and how we can communicate that to a potential match. So, you know, I think the advice you're giving is super important because yeah, once, once things get physical, it does change the landscape and you got all these hormones and you're relating to this person differently. Um, but let's say you're not necessarily looking for a long-term relationship or, or you are, how, how can you approach, you know, asking someone out or a date and, and communicate that, um, in a healthy way? Okay, so great question. And one of my areas of specialty, and then I spend a lot of time working with and talking with, um, with clients, is communication. And so communication starts right from the beginning. 
So what I say is a lot of people are meeting online. So the first thing up front is being upfront about what you're looking for online and not adjusting it because you think that's what somebody wants to hear. If you're looking for a long-term relationship, don't say I'm looking for something casual or short-term because you'll think you'll get more people interested. Because what happens is, yes, you might match with more people. However, they're not going to be people that you really want to be going out with. And would you rather spend your evening getting to know somebody and maybe even feeling like you click when ultimately they're not going to be your match? And whether it's a match for short-term or long-term, so it's, it's vice versa. If you're looking for something short-term, be very upfront about what that looks like. And I'm seeing a, a, a little bit more, um, hearing a little bit more about people doing that, saying, I'm not looking for a one-night stand, but I'm not looking for something long-term. And just be flat up front because if somebody's looking for a, long, a short term and they go out with somebody who said short term, but they're really long term, they're both uh, somewhat wasting their time. Doesn't mean they can't have a good time, but their expectations aren't going to be met and there can be disappointment and frustration. Also, it's the beginning of a lie. There is no lying in couplehood, no lying in dating. That is not going to go anywhere good. The truth of the matter is almost all lies come out at one time or another, and it's just not worth it. Be you, be true to yourself, be true to what you actually want so you have the best chance of it. So first, by starting, you want to put it in your profile. And you don't want to hammer it home, but you do want to put it in your profile. And then when you start chatting, you want to kind of check and make sure that the person read what you wrote. I have to tell you, it's pretty amazing how people don't really want to read even two sentences in a profile is what I'm hearing from clients. So you actually have to confirm it. Again, did you see in my, you know, in my profile, I'd mentioned this is where I'm at and what I'm looking for. And you go from there and you kind of keep checking in and you can do it light and you can do it nice and fun, but it is a communication. It is your best chance of finding what you want with the least amount of heartache or disappointment or frustration, or even losing hope in the process of dating. I want to talk a little bit about casual dating, because that seems so ambiguous to me, <laughs> you know, like, because personally, I'm in a place where I'm, I'm not looking for a long term relationship, you know, but I want connection, I don't want a one night stand. So to me, okay, that's casual dating. But if I'm connected to someone and I enjoy being with them, I want to spend more time with them. And so now we're, you know, they call it the relationship escalator, right? Like we're spending more and more time together. And so I don't have a specific question other than I guess <laughs> I'm I'm a bit confused, you know, of that space of like, okay, I'm, let's say I'm casually seeing someone I've communicated, hey, I don't want a long term relationship, but I really like you. And, and that's not what I'm looking for right now. I'm seeing other people or I, I intend to. I, I think that should be communicated, right? Absolutely. But then, then what? <laughs> well, then it's, it's continuing to check in. If the other person is starting to feel like they're kind of getting to a place where they're developing more feelings and maybe they didn't, they didn't want long-term, but they're starting to think this might become long-term for them, then they should be expressing it to you. And, you know, we sometimes get a sense with somebody if they're starting to, there's certain things that we can notice. We could be wrong. 
and checking in. Just want to make sure we're still on the same page. You know, my my mind hasn't changed. I enjoy the time. Absolutely. Um, but I am seeing other people and I'm really still am not. And you just do that along the way to make sure you're on the same page. And you can even upfront, especially if you're casually dating. And again, it's not a one night stand. You want to be upfront and you say, let's, is it okay? How about we check in with each other along the way every once in a while, just to make sure we're still on that same page, just so we, we keep going in that direction. And if something changes, you know, if you meet somebody else or I meet somebody else, We just keep each other updated on that so we can adjust as needed or not. And so it's a lot of communication. Um, There's a lot more talking in relationships than people think, but also um, I call it productive communication um, and strategic communication because how and when you share information is going to make a big difference, but that's a whole nother strategy. (laughs) Let's, well, thank you. And that, that does clear it up. And that's what I thought, you know, not assuming, I think is a big part of that, right? It's like, it's communicating of like, Hey, okay, this is casual. But then that check-in is so valuable because obviously people change, feelings change, and you don't want to, it seems like, you know, blindside someone of like, Hey, we've been hanging out. And and then suddenly like, Oh yeah, I met someone new or what probably happens more often than not is they just stop responding to messages. And that to me is one of the most, not one of the most, it's, it is one of the most, but there are many disrespectful things people can do. And I understand kind of the concepts of why somebody might ghost somebody, somebody came up with that term. Um, but I think it is actually so incredibly disrespectful to somebody because it's all the feelings that come from, come from it, all of the wonderings in their head. Um, not being able to move on, thinking it, it is really them versus maybe they just met somebody else that was a better match, right? It doesn't mean that wasn't there weren't good things about the match, but somebody was a better match. Just letting something somebody know, just as you want to know the start of a relationship, you want to know the stop of a relationship and going, I'm going to consider your feelings. Maybe I'm the one choosing to move on for whatever reasons. And yes, it's hard for me and I don't want to hurt you. And so I think ghosting might be better so that you just will get the idea. It's not. It is still hurtful. It doesn't make it any better. And it actually is not being very um, empathetic or I think really genuinely human. Um, I really, I hate ghosting. I think, I think it's horrible. Um, and you have to push past your own. If you're going to get into dating, you've got to push past or help somebody work with you on how to not ghost people, how to get out of your comfort zone and do something uncomfortable to help somebody else feel okay. Let's say someone listening has been ghosted themselves. Do you reach out and say, Hey, look, I haven't heard from you. Just checking in rather than just assuming you're in the process of being ghosted. <laughs> being, being ghosted. <laughs> um, it's, it sort of depends. I think it depends on how long it's been. You know, if it's been months, you, you've got, you've got an idea. If it will make you feel better, if, if it will help you give yourself some closure and you say to yourself and you're truly honest with yourself and you say, okay, I'm going to send this and I'm not going to expect a response. If I get a response, that's wonderful, but I'm not going to expect it. If I think I'm being ghosted, then if this is going to help me say one last thing of just and feeling so I can walk away feeling like I did the best I could, I was being that empathetic human person, 
then then I say, go ahead. It can't it can't hurt as long as it wasn't like the breakup wasn't like something that was absolutely violent or horrible. If it was just you were dating somebody and they just stopped communicating, you can send something and say something to the extent of, you know, um, I hope you're, you know, I hope you're doing okay. I hope something didn't happen. I'm, I'm just curious and just wondering, you know, if something did come up, if we're not the right match, I understand I might be disappointed, but I do understand. And that's okay with me. If you wouldn't mind just letting me know that's the case, I'd really appreciate it. Otherwise I wish you good luck. Something like that. And that way you can walk away going, okay, I was the bigger person. I was the one I made sure to say goodbye. I left it out there that, you know, every once in a while, something does happen emergency wise and somebody might left the door open a little bit. Also gave them the permission that you would be okay to hear this. So hopefully they will respond in kind. And I will tell you, if they don't, then you probably uh, saved yourself a lot of time and heartache because that was not going to be the right person because who wants to be treated that way? And if they're going to treat you that way in the beginning of dating, is that really going to be somebody who's going to be respectful in a relationship? Exactly. Well, that's valuable. And as you're saying all this, I'm like, I don't think any of our listeners would be the type to ghost someone, but unfortunately, probably on the receiving end. So very valuable there. So we're in the dating scene and we have gone out with, let's say we're casually dating. We've met a few different people, but none of them are like, blowing our socks off. What's the mindset? I'll just say for me, I mean, I actually haven't dated that much. I don't feel the need to right now, but I do find sometimes like I don't like trying to see multiple people at the same time. It just seems like if I'm trying to get to know someone, it's a bit difficult to be doing that. You know, I have a seven-year-old that a co-parent, like I don't have a ton of time. So what would you tell someone in my position of the mindset and approach? So I want to I want to clarify um, just to make sure I know. And this is a modeling of of communication. I can assume what you were saying, but I do just want to check in. So are you? Because I heard a few things in what you said. So I'm just wondering: Are you asking how to date if you're not feeling it with somebody? Like, do you move on? Do you stay? I'm also hearing that maybe you're not a hundred percent in on dating, which is, I think, important to recognize. I also, yes, for sure, timing, you're going to be um, limited on it. So I kind of wanted to clarify what you were what you were wanting some support with. I think the former resonates more, but yeah, like that we're casually dating, but it's not something that I see long-term. I'm not looking for long-term, but it's also, let's say in a world where if I, I met someone else and we gelled more, I wouldn't continue to see this person. But right now I am seeing, again, this is hypothetical, but it could be a situation I find myself in. I am seeing someone and it's fun, but it's for lack of a better description, let's say it's a five out of 10. You know, how do we go? Okay, well, it's still still worth seeing them. And how do we move forward? If it's a five out of 10, is that the way you want to spend your time? Are you getting enough out of it that, and have you been open and honest about not wanting to, you know, about seeing other people or being open to seeing other people? I know you mentioned not seeing multiple people, but if you're seeing somebody and you're both open and honest about this is just a casual thing um, or, you know, casual, not one night stand, but casual, but that you're both, you know, open to meeting other people, 
then maybe it's not seeing multiple, multiple people, but balancing out, maybe trying to meet somebody else. Um, Or if you go, you know, I'm limited on time. Is this really where I want to spend my time? Or would I rather spend my time doing something else with, um, with friends or by yourself or with your child? Or is it just, okay, it's good in the meantime, but maybe I'll keep looking. Or maybe you want to spend the time going online or however, finding somebody else and starting to chat with them. If it's not really the time best spent for you, then ending it. And you can just say, I mean, oftentimes I think the best you know, way to tell somebody is, you know, and it doesn't matter whether it's a one night stand, casual, long-term, if you're not a match, it's it doesn't mean the person's a bad person or not an attractive person. It doesn't mean any of that. For whatever reason, you're just not a match. And so letting the person know and just saying, you know, I've had a really nice time, great person. I just, I, I, I just don't think we're the right match, but um, but I do want the best for you and and you know, and hope that comes your way. And I think it's best, you know that we, you know, we try to find that person that is our match. And again, it could be a match for casual as well as long-term. Let's say someone listening is looking for long-term. And to me, they're both important scenarios, casual or long-term, but it's a bit more, feels a bit more consequential if we're we're looking for long-term and we're investing time with someone, but we're not sure. How do you coach people through those situations where let's say there are a lot of green flags, there's not really red flags, but we're unsure and we're kind of coasting along. It's been a few months. What's the the mindset there? So um, that's actually part of my dating dating smart strategy. So um, I'm glad the word green flags has come around more. Um, and um, there's definitely red flags. I call red flags like a red flag. And everybody's red flags can be different, by the way. If somebody absolutely will not go out with a smoker, somebody smoking is, is a red flag for them. So everybody, there's some, you know, kind of general consensus on some of them, but some of them are different for people. I call a lot of them neon. If there's a neon flashing red sign, (laughs) that's the one where you stop and make a U-turn. Green flags, you want to pay attention to and recognize. Um, Some green flags have a higher priority than others. If somebody doesn't chew with their very loudly, that's a great green flag. However, that's probably less of a priority than if somebody wants a family and you want a family as well. Um, but I also actually put something, it's called mini flags. And that's where you kind of, kind of go, Hmm, you see something, you hear something, you notice something and you kind of go, Hmm, not so sure about that. And it could be many, many different things. And the idea is that you don't want to, you don't want to forget about things. We tend to make excuses for a lot of things, especially if we're feeling, if we are feeling any good feelings. And if we don't want to have to start the dating process over again, because that's daunting. We don't want to be alone. That doesn't feel good. And so we kind of try to make things work that sometimes and oftentimes if you're trying to make something work and you're disregarding things, those are good signs. This isn't, this isn't a good idea, but with mini flags, you know, jealousy, I believe jealousy is there's no room for that in a relationship because the idea of jealousy means you're, you're not really trusting whether it's that person or the other person the um, relationship doesn't feel safe. 
Those are really, those are core pieces in a relationship. And so if you see something and you go to a restaurant and all of a sudden the server, you know, lingers a little long on you and mentions something about something you're wearing or something you said and kind of laughs and the person you're with kind of makes a comment afterwards, well, that was inappropriate. You know, didn't they see I was sitting here? Something like that. And you get this and you kind of go, hmm, that's a little jealousy. Maybe they were having a bad day. Maybe they had another really bad date. Maybe something happened. So instead of immediately saying it's a red flag and running, it's a mini flag. And what I mean by that is you want to find out more. You don't forget about it. You kind of put it in the filing cabinet and you pay attention. Does it happen again? Do they, and this is a dating smart one because you can ask people direct questions, um, but that's not always the best way. So an example with jealousy of dating smart would be, okay, with their friends, are they mentioning how their friends' um, partners are doing something and how they think that's inappropriate? Basically, they're showing jealousy for their friend. That's going to give you more of an idea than if you ask the person, do you tend to be a jealous person? Have you had jealousy in your relationship? That's kind of a tough one if they know that you don't want to hear that. So you start to listen and pay attention to their actions, the way they talk about other people, the way they talk about their family and their friends. Those are going to give you a lot of information versus sometimes sometimes it's direct, sometimes it's non-direct. So um, pay attention to the mini flags. And when you start getting enough mini flags and they turn into red flags, that's when you leave. And a red flag doesn't mean the person's horrible. It means that they're not right for you. Um, one last thing um, about that is that the idea is also if somebody's really not the right person or you're not sure, it's thinking about, do I want to get into an exclusive relationship with them? Do I want to continue? Or if I'm really getting a sense this person isn't the best match for me, then would my time be better spent meeting somebody else? And maybe you keep dating and seeing how that goes with that person, but you start to look for somebody else. Um, as long as you've been open and honest, both people, that it's not exclusive yet. Once it's exclusive, it's exclusive. If you no longer want it to be exclusive, you need to communicate that. That's super valuable to understand. We were saying red flags, green flags, but understanding our values. We talk a lot about on this show, you know, definitely if we don't want to be with a smoker and that's very clear, but understanding you know, family is really important to us and there's someone you're seeing and you want a long-term relationship, but it's not to them. And in fact, it's like a disaster. That's okay. No judgment there, but checking in with yourself and then understanding that that's important to you and maybe ending that relationship. And the best time, so it's part of my dating smart. So the very first thing is when you're single is the best time to think about this. As you, as you write a list, I'm big on lists, and writing a list on what is what are the qualities for your ideal partner, okay? And it could be anything. And do, do from small to big, doesn't matter how important it is, just throw it on a piece of paper, also, what your ideal relationship or marriage looks like. And again, could be anything. Could be they, um, they're taller than me. They're, they don't have, you know, they don't have pointy ears. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You throw it all on a piece of paper. It's first just that. Then you're going to go through and you're going to sort it out. And you're going to look at what are the priorities? What are things that are ideal for, for me? 
And it can be many different things. It could be um, personality values. It could be their looks because everybody is different. Um, And then you prioritize them. You start to, you do the first five or so that are like, these are the absolutes I have to have. And when you're single, you're not emotionally invested in somebody. And so you can be very honest and clear with yourself. As soon as we start dating and get, (laughs) I call them ooey gooey feelings. Uh, You know, like chocolate chip cookies when they're really hot, they're ooey gooey. It's that melty. It just, just feels warm and fuzzy and gives you that good feeling. When we start to date somebody and we get the butterflies and we start to go, ooh, I really like this person. We start thinking about them when we're not with them, get excited. Those are what I call sort of like the ooey gooey feelings. And as soon as those start happening, we tend to, our logic tends to kind of not play as big of a role oftentimes. And so we, that's when we're going to ignore mini flags or red flags. And we're going to make excuses for them or just deny that they're there. And, um, and that's where you end up having problems. And so if you make your lists of priorities and really true priorities, really trying to look at if you want long-term, what is it? You got to make sure that you both want kids or you both don't want kids because there's no compromise. There's um, if family is important and being able to spend family holidays, these are significant. Somebody who maybe has a stable career or somebody who is more, um, you want somebody who's got a lifestyle that's a bit more um, uh, start and stop, uh, you know, because they've saved up money in between. Whatever it is, and you do it without the feelings, then you have those lists and you keep them with you at all times on your phone. And when you go into the dating world and you start getting a gooey feelings, you refer back to your list because that's when you are very certain about what it is that you do and don't want and finding your values and what's really going to be a long lasting relationship if that's what you're looking for. What would you tell people that are either scared to get back into dating, maybe they're recently coming out of a a relationship ending, or they've been dating and they're frustrated and they just want to quit for the moment. What do you tell those people? So those are two different, two different um, categories of people. So if you've just gotten out of a relationship, I highly, highly, I know people aren't going to like this, but I highly, highly recommend you spend a little bit of time. You, you need to be able to sort through what happened in that relationship, not just what the other person did, but what was your part maybe in it. And those are things that you can work on and you can look at in the next relationship so you don't bring your things into it. And it takes time to figure those out, sort them out, find out how you can work on them. Also, what you learned that was good about the relationship that you want to find again, that maybe becomes a priority and things that were in the relationship that weren't good, that maybe wasn't about you so that you know not to have those. And it takes a little bit of time to do that. When people jump from one to the other, I don't think they're sort of clearing and coming to more of a clean slate um, to be able to start again. And so somebody just getting out, that would be my suggestion. And once you kind of start sorting through it, and that can be with lists and that can be with this dating smart strategy of putting this list of priorities together, can also be a part, a column in it is what I learned about myself that was good, what, what I could work on, what worked in the relationship, what didn't, what I did not like in my partner and what I did. And that way, when you go forward, you can do it differently. If we keep doing things the same way, we're going to get the same results. Um, Why would anything change? 
For somebody who's been in the dating world, I'm sorry. I know it actually is it's very, very difficult. It really is. It's just, it's, and it's not necessarily fun, especially if you're looking for something long-term. Um, and so kind of giving yourself, um, giving yourself a break, a breather. It's not you. It is just a very, very difficult process. I believe it's very different nowadays than it had been a long time ago. And so the next thing I would suggest is also trying a strategy and trying to go, okay, whatever I'm doing isn't working. Uh, what can I do differently? And truly trying to find a different way to do it. Am I only picking and swiping or, or allowing people to set me up with the same type of person? Am I immediately turned off by this type of person? However, there's another version that I don't feel like I'm going to be as attracted to, but maybe might be good for me. And maybe you'll grow feelings. Give it a chance to try it differently. And also put these lists together. If you end up looking back at your relationships, do you see any patterns, any positive or negative if it's not working and go, okay, this pattern isn't working. What can I break in the pattern? And really thinking it through before you keep dating. So you don't keep ending up with those same results and being disappointed because it's really hard. It is really hard for people. Well, Stephanie, I think that's a great place to wrap up because we started with all these tips, but ultimately, yeah, people are listening to this because they're they're looking for those tips, but maybe feeling frustrated, feeling a bit defeated. And uh, it can definitely be difficult. I can imagine, like I said, I'm in a place in my life where I'm casually dating and it feels less consequential. But if you're looking for a life partner, that can be really tough because we want to be partnered. You, you want that. And it's like, man, I, I'm, I'm trying to find it, but I'm running into all these red flags. And I think it's valuable to know that you're not alone and that if you institute these protocols, you know, understanding what you want, take that time to be patient with yourself and really understand what you want, what you've done in past relationships. So you don't repeat when you do find that person, it's going to be a, a better match and fit for the long term. Absolutely. And don't rush things, not just physically, but in other ways, take time to really get to know each other. Um, it does take time. It's not a certain amount of time, but try not to rush your relationship. There is not a finish line. That's another piece is I find people think there's a finish line. If it's looking for long-term, then it's getting married, but married is not, the wedding is not a finish line. There's more. And so there's no finish line and no timeline. I understand if somebody wants children, that is an unfortunate one. Um, but in general, with meeting somebody other than that, it is not, it's not a timeline. It's not a race. There isn't a finish line. So making sure that you really spend the time before committing to somebody to really, truly get to know them to see if they're your best match. Um, because you don't, you want the least chance of things going awry down the road, better to find out sooner rather than later. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for, for sharing all this great information. Before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? And if there's anything we skipped over or maybe you want to emphasize, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. Um, well, I really enjoyed being here. Those were excellent, excellent questions. Hopefully they were able to give you some insight um, as well as maybe Sarah and your, and your listeners. Um, if anybody's interested, um, I do consulting. Um, my company is called Strategic Relationship Consulting. 
you can find me at my name um, with the website, stephaniemintz.com, uh, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-M-I-N-T-Z.com. Uh, if you have any questions, even about the podcast, please feel free to go on there and you can reach out to me in an email. I'd be happy to see how I can best help you. And what I'd like to leave you with is if you do it differently, if you really try to do it differently, see if you can try to enjoy the process a little bit more. I know that's really hard. I know it feels like pressure to find somebody because you really want to be with somebody. Um, But see if you can find ways to try to make it a little bit more of an enjoyable process because sometimes it does take time and you don't want the whole time to just be frustrating. So please feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to speak with you. Uh, Hopefully this all helped. I'm glad I could be here to try to do that. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie. All those links will be in our show notes and on our website at idopodcast.com. And thanks for taking the time to come on the show. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, And while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, We really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.